Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> a very special guest now on the line, Ashwood City boss and a friend of the media, it has to be said. Dan Watson is with us. Dan, how are you, pal? That is TV's Jim White. The first voice you really hear in the whole show, followed by me, Joel Emery, playing Dan Watson. I don't just play Dan Watson, I also write the show. Um, And also, Jim wasn't always the first voice that you heard. Originally, it was the co-parent of this project, and the voice of Woody and many others, Adam Jarrell. But then on the 15th of October 2018, so just maybe seven episodes into the show's existence, we got a message, a DM from Luke Moore from Stack and the Football Ramble. And he said he thought it was really funny. Okay, that well, that's understandable. We were actually recording at the time when we got that message and didn't get back to him for a couple of hours, in which time he'd messaged again saying that he'd just listened to all the episodes and we had to talk. And we did talk. And we signed with Stack. Our average amount of listens per day went from around 15 or 20 to about 1,000. And I guess this is the first thank you in this thank you for listening. Luke and Stack as a whole basically knew exactly what we had and what we wanted and then sent us in the direction of their audience. And a lot of them stuck. We aimed to get 10,000 downloads by the end of the first season. We ended up with 10,000 after that first week with Stack. We made 300,000 by the end of the season. And what I'm getting at, one of the many things that Stack did... Hold on, Dan, hold on. You've had your say. ...was get us that man, Jim White. Because we wanted to make sure people heard a voice from the footballing world they recognised right from the off. It all was supposed to feed into what became a very regular review of the show from fans, which was... I thought this was going to be shit, and it's not. I must apologise for any colourful language you may have heard there. Michael, it's good to hear the relationship that Dan and Patrick have at the club, even when things aren't going the way they want. Ashwood City Football Club were one of the founding members of the Football League in 1888. Today, they compete in England's top flight and remain one of only a handful of clubs to have never been relegated from the Premier League. With limited domestic success and growing frustration within the fan base, the new ownership have installed a five-year policy of advancements they call the offensive. This is hard. I can't even think. I was planning on doing a bit where I uh, talk and write at the same time. But it's really hard.
Um, so oh, I'm, I'm stopping that. That's ridiculous. Um, I'm currently writing the final episode of the offensive. Um, it's actually the second day of two where I've been writing this finale. I usually do the offensive in a day, but obviously this one requires a bit more concentration. Um, and I've written the finale part one and part two all in one go. So it's going out to the cast as one script. Um, we do that a lot of the time when there's a part one and a part two. Obviously this one has more importance to it. And yeah, this is my routine with the offensive that is now coming to an end. Ladies and gentlemen of Ashwood City, welcome to the new era of our club. A club built for the fans and for the people of Ashwood. And here's the man that got it done, our chairman. It's ah, shit. It's an honour to be okay. Untime, untimey. The offensive, and it's important that you come out and be honest about these sort of things. Um, the offensive is is a success, one hundred percent, without a shadow of a doubt. Like I said in that opening, we spanned from a, a, a handful of downloads to hundreds of thousands and then millions. It is a success. It is one of you know, the, it's in the naught point one top percent of all podcasts in the world, but. Still, even with that, um, financially, it is a mediocre success. It only really started paying for itself around season four. Um, the cast are paid a modest sum. I hope they don't mind me saying. They do a lot through good grace and they are very busy, as are we. And if this had been a runaway huge smash hit and actually wasn't a mediocre success then maybe we would still be going but the credit that everybody deserves here is that we said we'll do it in five years we said it's a five-year plan and we did do it in five years and the hardest thing to do is maintain a mediocre success because if it was a failure we could have just moved on to another project if nobody was listening, we could have binned it and moved on to another project. If it was a huge success and we were absolutely raking it in, then obviously it's easy to continue it. We don't have to, you know, go to our other jobs, look after our kids, squeeze in recordings at midnight and 7am before work or, you know, on our lunch break. Um, but it was a mediocre success. So it required a level of effort that I think deserves plaudits. 
And I'm not just talking about me and Adam there, I'm talking about all the cast involved. When Sadie come calling, son, you answer that call. Yeah, That's what happens to the poor cunts that don't, mate. Mac, listen. I said to Brucey, I said, I bet you wouldn't mind chopping up a few journalists at the Chronicle, eh, pal? Oh, he laughed, bad. But there was a glint in his eye, tell ya. Oh, Mac, this is fucking serious. Okay, Brucey is gone now, yeah? Unfortunately for us, he's gone. Listen, I need to get the paperwork for Luna, Kevin and Vassos to ASG and the Premier League. Fuck them. Oh, OK, yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll save that off as a PDF and attach it to an email. Cheers, Max, see you, take care. Why are you being a negative Nuno about it? I'm not being a negative Nuno. I'm being a realistic Rufus Brevet. Uh, uh, Rufus Brevet? That's the best you fucking got, is it? Fucking Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, Robinho, Robin, Romario... And you go for fucking Rufus fucking Brevet. Just shut up, all right? Sort this situation out, Mac. Here's a fun fact. I play Mac the Knife. Hello, Shad. Um, and weirdly, it's an impression of my granddad. However, I've added the deep, croaky voice. Um, he does say, Hello, Shad. Only not in that sinister tone. I also play Peter Reynolds... And, of course, I play Billy Richards. Oh, Peter. Big shout-out to Andrew Woodward, by the way, who, um, one of the patrons, I believe, has a spreadsheet somewhere that has documented every uh, club that Billy has played for, every manager that he claims to have played for, every player he claims to have played with. A lot of people ask me what my favourite, you forget, is... I think Billy, at one point, genuinely suggests he played domestically in Cameroon. I th- I think that... I, I could be wrong there. He says that he played in the domestic league in Cameroon. I think that's my favourite. Um, what other voices do I do? I do quite a few. Anyway, Adam also does quite a few. He's Kieran Broom, he's Chris Well, he's Chris Woodall. Um, and then he's a whole chorus of other voices. How is it? About to find out. Is it torn? Yeah. Might be a little one, though. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping for. Rachel's just checking something over with the hospital. Right. You're right, mate. Yeah. Yeah, just just want to know now. You know? Yeah. Well, we do have a football mastermind at this club, yeah? Someone capable of recruiting the very best talent. We do. Oh, yeah. That's great, it starts with uh, David, James, Ledley King and Leighton Baines, Steve Bruce and David May. What a matter, Harry Kane, Mark Paduka, Leroy Fur, Wilfred and Dee George Bristol, Wynn Hargreaves, Stigan Gabayona B, Marcus Bench, Sean Gota, Harry Yatta, Nathaniel Klein, Mark Bright, Rajiv Van Lepara, Rufus Brevet, Matty James with a mix of Patrick Lennon and Ali on night. Edwin Van der Sar and Colin Henry, Nigel Winterburn and Peter Check. Peter Reed, Pierre Van Huydock, Jurgen Klopp, Kaka, Just Fontaine, Brian, Dean, Crespo, Sosoko, Makaterin, Kristen Fuchs and Robert Huth, Cowbersell, Fabian Delph, Will Hughes and Rob Lee, Christian Vieri, Nigel Rear, Coco, Jamie Renapi and right? Right. Mark Brosnus, Luka, Modric, Jordan, Ibs, that night, Virgil, Van Dyke. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end. You won't believe how many of the songs we have have started from just innocent requests from me you know five seconds long adam do you think you'd be able to do this and he ends up with stuff like that so yeah basically we do a lot of voices 
Why do we do that? Because Adam and I are free of charge, aren't we nice? But also we make ourselves constantly available to this show um, and we cut it together. So it's much easier when you're in the edit and you need a quick voice um, to quickly whip it out and do it. And I would say that apart from Patrick, Woody and Jess, Every single character that has come into the show has not meant to be a permanent feature. We have, for one reason or another, fallen in love with them. Mac's a good example. We just got a lot of comedy out of Mac. He's a great um, he's a great way of, of giving exposition to kind of Patrick's inner thoughts almost. Patrick can't go around narrating his whole life all the time and all his kind of dark deeds that he's got lined up. Pat, I've got to tell you something, my boy. Right, listen now. I have money laundered, I have bribed, stolen, evaded tax, I've ran over a jog, I've spat on a bigman, I've pissed on a casket, I have shook hands with Seth Blatter, and I have even supported Millwall. But this, this is something else, son. This is a new fucking low. That's the same for Colin. Colin, we just, again, completely fell in love with him. I just thought he was brilliant. John Brunock, who plays Colin, is a fantastic bloke and he is a really talented voice actor and we'll definitely use him in future stuff across our work. Get Colin to fill in. Did somebody oh. dial 0800 cunt? How do you do that? Colin, I appreciate the glamorous entrance as always, but can you knock in future? Absolutely, Patrick. Apologies. I'm trying to curtail that kind of selfish behaviour this year. Oh, yeah? How's that going? Not bad. I, I had an old lady cross the M25 just yesterday. The M25? Yep. Colin, that's a motorway. Yeah, I thought it a bit odd myself. Where did you leave her? Well, I only took her across the southbound lanes. Why don't you take her across the northbound road as well? Because I wasn't going that way. What, so you just left her in the central reservation of the M25. Look, what do you want? I'm busy. You came in here. I didn't call you in here. Season two brought on a bunch of new characters because we kind of wanted to expand the scale of the club. We brought in an amazing voice actor called Thomas Mitchells who's worked on much better things than this. Uh, He played uh, a guy called Mickey who worked in the footballing side of things. He didn't last particularly long. But then he also played Theo Clinton who lasted a very long time because he was a fantastic punching bag. Jenny... Jenny, can you pass me the ice in again? Jenny. Yes, hello. You're on speaker. Have you seen Marcelo's cock? It's halfway to going fucking viral. Should have specified. You're on speaker at a four-year-old's birthday party. Have you seen the picture of his cock? Can you please keep your voice down and be more specific? Fine. His cock and bollocks. Where exactly is it viral? How do you know it is? Yeah, but I'm sure if you showed it to lots of players, they'd claim it was theirs. Solidarity means a lot to them. What is this? I'm Spartacus. Speak to him, get him to apologise or tell whoever has it to denounce that it's his. I'm saying that solidarity within the squad blurs the lines a little. Well, to give you some more detail on the image, Theo, there's no solidarity. But it is blurry. The flaccidity of his penis is none of my concern. Can you open this, please? Oh, hi, Julia. Do you want to go and play outside with the others? Yeah, fuck off and mind your own business, Julia. Jesus! There was Eric Van Smit. Um, he was not supposed to last that long as a manager, and he did. He wasn't supposed to be featured that much, and he was, and that is largely down to the work of Alan Silvan, who plays Eric, who is bloody brilliant. Disgusting leads, fuckers! You want to play the dirty way? Fuck 
yourselves. Eric, just step back from the pitch. Have we got an injury down there? I think Gustavo may have got a slap, but nothing serious. Definitely not a head injury? I don't think so. That's it, guys. Cool off. Cool off, Manu. Get back in bloody goal. Keep the anger. Keep the madness. I'm not going to ask you again, Eric. Quite the star-studded clip, that, because not only did you have Alan Silvan as Eric Van Smith, you also had Akusha Tara Cooper as Dr. Rachel Weber, who brings really, really good balance to uh, the scenes. It's not an easy task, and we loved that. Another person in the same vein would be Ant McGinley, who played David Hall. David Hall is named after David Hall, who is a patron of the show. Um, we do a lot of Zoom calls with our patrons, and on a Zoom call, he said something along the lines of, I'll do anything to be in the show. If you can just use my name, you can say anything. You can say, I fuck dogs, and I won't mind. Um, so we did that. What do you mean, think so? Because I formed a fucking opinion of someone and then someone else told me that person shags dogs. Forgive me if I'm feeling a little confused, Jess. Jesus fucking Moses. strange really I've just written the words the end of the offensive uh, yeah hundred and eighty eight episodes done um, so my job now is sending this out to the cast um, Adam will look at it first and then it will go to everybody but this is where I take my bow um, I hope you've enjoyed my writing and thank you for being um, the people that I've practiced on over the last five years I think I'm getting the hang of it now so you know keep an eye out or an ear out for any future stuff I send your way um, cheers everybody in our actions and I can promise that we will atone for the mistake that was a goal for Africa playing a goal for Africa by Ashwood City oh god no Pause down and you can't go on With your back against a wall in the final fight It's easy to forget the land of endless hunger Where the fight is to simply stay alive And they say that it's helpless, what can you do? There's a team who will fight to end hunger now. Super and white, I'll tell you who. Seconds to go, Ashwood a tide. Gotta find strength from somewhere inside. Our hopes of all but die. But we'll 
Show me the door I'm gonna prove you wrong You say it can't be done We'll see who's laughing when we see the final score World hunger nil Ashwood City won Because with seconds to go Ashwood a tie Gotta find strength from somewhere inside Our hopes have all but died Give up the fight We're super and we're white Let's score a goal For Africa tonight This is a message from your captain of Kent I'm not claiming to be heaven sent But every couple of years I switch on my telly I sit and watch it all with Marco and Welly The orphan's hunger, it brings tears to me eyes My heart breaks because they're covered in flies We always say that we want to do more But all we're trained to do is tackle and score So tonight we'll get the strength from the Serengeti We'll all play just like what Lionel Messi Riviera will stop a shot from Tamer Pukki We'll feel the love come all the way from Digibuti KFC will stand as tall as Kilimanjaro For when he's locked eyes one-on-one with Carl Darlo I'll always play for a lad and his dad But tonight I'm going to do it for Chad From the Maasai Mara all the way across the Sahara It's unbelievable, says Chris Kamara From Tunbridge Wells to the White Cliffs of Dover We won't stop till hunger is over I know it can't be done overnight But don't forget that we're super and we're white These final seconds, let's not wallow in self-pity Let's pull our socks up because we're Ashwood City Seconds to go, Ashwood have died Gotta find strength from somewhere inside Our hopes have all but died But we will never give up the fight We're super and we're white Let's score a goal for Africa tonight Come on lads, come on! <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I received the email from Joel last night with the final two scripts, well the one script with two episodes in it. And usually when I get a script sent from Joel, I will, no matter what I'm doing, I will sort of gobble it up. You know, I've missed train stops before because I've been in the middle of an episode of The Offensive and, you know, getting all my notes down and everything mentally or on my phone as far as, like, what we can do in specific scenes, what I can do editorially. <laughs> I don't know if that's a word. Uh, as the editor. Uh, this time, I wanted to sort of make sure there were no distractions, you know, and just really take it all in. Obviously, 
I knew what was coming. Joel and I had discussed it and it's the same ending that we'd had planned since day dot, as they say. But when I saw the words at the end of the script, the end of the offensive, it was the first time it hit me in terms of, shit, this is, this is it for the offensive. Um, I don't know how I feel yet because once Joel sends off a script, it goes to me, it goes to the actors, and then I sort of kick into gear. Obviously Joel does a hell of a lot of editing, uh, way more than he should, but that's just the measure of the man and how much of the workload he takes, which is just unbelievable, and I'll always be thankful for that. But my job has just begun as far as getting the episode from script to people's ears. So reading it, there are a couple of jokes in there, obviously, that I, I wasn't expecting. Uh, really, really funny stuff, as always. Uh, very emotional, which I feel like a lot of this season has been quite emotional, um, with the sort of uh, knowledge that it's coming to an end and it's in its fifth and final season. But yeah, I uh, read the scripts about two in the morning, which is sort of my witching hour, I'm a bit of a night owl. And like I said, it wasn't until those those final lines, end of the offensive. It's sort of becoming a reality now. And now it's my job to make sure everyone's takes are as good as they can be. And to get them into the project files that will then become a WAV file that will make it to the RSS feed that will make it to your device of choice. Hello. Um, right, I've not put any makeup on because I just know that I'm going to cry it all off anyway. So, um, hiya. <laughs> um, okay, so the email. Um, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I have been a mess all week. God damn you, boys. God damn you. Alright, I will go and record then. Okay, the, um, <clears throat> the finale. Um, here we go. <clears throat> Mr. Nolan, here we are, at the end of all things. Uh, so I've had a quick read through, not a quick read through, I've read it through loads of times, so want to make sure I kneel it. Uh, kneel it? Nail it? That's a good start, isn't it? Fucking hell. So uh, here we go, I'm going to go 35, page 35, Wandsworth Prison. Wait. Why did they do that? They're going to pop a new one up in July, are they? Just in time for March Day, one of the new season, yeah? I don't like that, yeah. Wait, why did they do that? They're going to pop a new one in July. Wait, why did they fucking do that? They're going to pop up a new one in July, are they? Just in time for March Day, one of the new fucking season. Hello, this is me, Jess Tate. For the final time... 
of the offensive. What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? Right, I've just seen a flight to Edinburgh. I'll see you this afternoon. Perth, Scotland? Right. Well, I've just seen a flight to Edinburgh. Thank you so much. You fucking dickhead. You fucking knobhead. Get off. Fuck off. The argument fades. Woody, that's Woody. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, bottom of 62. And the final scene with Patrick Nolan. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, okay, great. Uh, here we go. <clears throat> Oh, God almighty. Oh, for God's sake. And that is farewell from Sir Patrick Nolan, MBE. Bye. Have you got a drink on the go? I've got a Ramsbury Pale Ale. Ooh, I, hate, I hate that this says fresh beer. I hate it, Adam. I Every time I look at the glass and I see the words fresh beer, mm. I hate it. Who talks about beer as being fresh? Is, the, is the beer fresh? What? Well, <laughs> but if it's not fresh, you'd know about it. You'd be like, this crap, this. But it's not, you know, it's not a fish. It's Ugh. beer. It's going to be fresh. for. A, it should be bottled. It should be sealed in a vat or it should be in a can. And it should, if it is any of those things, it would be good for a few months. You, you, know talk, about, I mean? you talk about fish, yeah? <laughs> fish in a can. Here he is. Speaking of fish in a can, here comes Paul Waggett. What? There's a really handsome headshot of him. That's just a bit. His sexy headshot's here. You're on an iPad. I'm on a cellular phone. Oh, wow.
God, that's brave with Zoom. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, your teeth look great. Helena! Hello, can you hear me? Helena, you look fabulous. Hey. Paul, you look fabulous too. Yeah, Paul, you look absolutely radiant. What is your skincare routine? <laughs> and it's the morning. Uh, well, it's first thing in the morning for me, so I got up, I had a run, and now I'm ready to go. Yeah, but your skin's glowing. It's New Zealand, <laughs> really. How are you feeling about the end of the offensive? Uh, you know, I said to Joel, actually, I really liked the ending. I thought the ending was very satisfying. Hmm. Um, because obviously uh, you guys told me absolutely nothing in the lead up to the end. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Is it going to go well or go terribly? So I was very excited to read those scripts. And then, yeah, I think we really, I, I think you guys really landed the ending um, in the writing. And uh, Yeah, the ending was really satisfying, I think. So that was great. But also it's pretty heartbreaking after five years to not get to hang out with those guys every week in my wardrobe, you know? I'm going to miss that. Yeah, yeah, and and I know what you mean. And the the same question for you, Helena. I don't want to answer it because I'm going to get sad. Oh, that's all right. That's all um, right. Yeah, let's. Uh, obviously, it's it's fucking it's hard, mate. I have absolutely loved this from the day that I sent in my self tape for my audition. I was like, that's the most fun I've ever had on self tape. And then the audition was the most fun I've ever had. And then the first read through we had was the most fun I've ever had. And then five years on, like, obviously we all have other jobs and other commitments and things that happen in our lives. And this has like always been a constant. And that is just so bizarre to not have. Like, yeah, I just think... I'm going to be destitute after this. have to get a routine back, a, a hobby again, you know? So when we first kind of got the hints that Patrick and Fortitude might want to move Ashwood, mm. I was like, oh, that, I don't know if that's is Joel that mad. Is he going to let that happen? And then as it got closer to the time, I was like, is that the only way to end this show? Mm. Maybe. Well, no, obviously there are other ways. But, you know, I think that ending... Is a, is a very, you know, surprising conclusion for me. I was like, ah, oh, I didn't know that Patrick would succeed. And when we got relegated, I was like, this is awful, but almost feels like the only right thing to happen to someone as bad as Patrick. It all <laughs> has to blow up in his face. And then it kind of didn't. And we ended up with MK London Dons of Ashwood. Was was that the was that our initial plan? Because I've we've been back and forth about this a long time, but it, it's it's not fair for me to kind of give my my account of things because you're the writer, it's your creation. So do you, do, just tell us a bit about the end, bringing the ending to life. Um, it was the plan even before episode one was made uh, that they would get moved at the end of all things because it comes from me just being really cynical and fearful that this is the next step for English football in a few areas. Not It's not something that all clubs will face the threat of, but I think a few will. It's not unprecedented, obviously, because MK Dons did it. Uh... Then, uh, then Adam and I had a big, not necessarily a mid, you know, mid-show crisis, but late mid-show crisis when we realised that we could really piss people off here. And we quickly cobbled together a backup plan, which was just relegation. 
then in these final few months, we kind of had two big revelations. The first one is, and I'm very aware I'm speaking to a Nottingham Forest fan, a Newcastle fan, a Huddersfield Town fan, relegation is not the end of football. It's just a different league. Mm. The Premier League is not the centre of the universe. That's That shouldn't mean that the story ends. So that's the first point. And then the second point was that actually people, by and large, care 90% for Patrick, Woody and Jess. Like the Ashwood City going is a pain in the ass, but we realised that we had to end the show with the characters on good terms and in a better place, not necessarily Patrick. But um, <laughs> initially it was like, you know, this is complete antithetical to what Woody believes. Patrick has done the most Patrick thing ever. Jess is a, obviously she's evil in some respects, but she's very conscientious about this kind of thing. So there would be a massive fallout. So the last few weeks have been about structuring it so our characters are happy. I don't, again, I don't know if Patrick's happy. Our characters are happy, but we can stick to that original idea. And I think um, that will satisfy people as an end because what they care about are, are those three characters, I think. We'll find, we'll find out when the episode's out, mm. uh, if, unless the, if they hate it. Um, but uh, I think we're fairly, <laughs> fairly positive about that theory of where their love lies. I am a fan, first and foremost, of the offensive and of Ashford City. So um, I think I've maybe spoken about it before. I don't really like to read the other scenes that are happening unless they like are pertinent to me knowing how to react in the scene because I really love to listen to it on a Monday and get the whole feel. That was from the roundtable conversation between myself, Adam Jarrell, Helena Doughty and Paul Waggett. That's about an hour long in full and is available on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Ashwood City. There is an absolutely unacceptable, ungodly amount of stuff over there. There is 20 exclusive episodes. There is 15, 20 hours odd of video behind the scenes end of season awards, interviews, everything. Get yourself over there. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is the end. A big thank you from everybody at Ashwood City Football Club to yourselves for listening. You got us to 3 million downloads. You allowed us to invade over 150 countries and sabotage their ear holes. You gave us a chance to do this sort of thing for a living. Adam and I will keep doing it, so give us a follow and keep listening to our stuff. In the meantime, you could go and listen to Jackie the Ripper. If you haven't, you could also listen to Boom Season 1. Season 2 of Boom is out in a month's time. Thanks to everybody that supported the show in a number of ways. Um, if you've bought something from the club shop, that's meant a lot to us, not just financially. Come on. Um, it's nice to know that you're all walking about in Ashwood City merchandise. Full clarification on the club shop. It has nearly sold out of all items. This isn't a sales push, I promise. We won't be restocking um, the home away and third kits unless there is a, just a crazy demand that we would be stupid to miss out on um, so if you want some bits and pieces get over there and I apologise that there's not a full selection available thank you from Adam and myself to Helena Doughty and Paul Waggett who made Jess Tate and Patrick Nolan such incredible characters they made them they made them funny likeable hateable killable shaggable marryable avoidable brilliantable um 
they did it all whilst juggling other things in their lives. They recorded in cupboards, in workplaces, in transit, in every way you could imagine um, over the last five years. We think the world of them, as I'm sure um, you all do. Thank you to Luke Moore, Charlie Morgan, Finn Ranson, John Teague, everybody at Stack, to Marcus, Pete, Jim, at Jules, Kay, um, other names that lent their voices, John Champion, Chris Kamara, Sven Goren Eriksson, Matt Janssen, Gary Lineker, Alan Shearer, Micah Richards, um, and of course, Peter Drury. Thank you to all the patrons who parted with $5 a month and kept this show running. Um, I think that's it. It's time now for you to fuck off um, and rather like Ashwood City go and relocate yourselves to some other place this this podcast feed is done and dusted um it's been a pleasure to entertain you all over the last 188 episodes so on behalf of everyone at the team thank you for that and this is goodbye or is it so how did it all begin well that's a very interesting story. Oh, yeah. Uh, that began way back in 1993. I will be reducing the public My fellow Americans. Yours truly, Patrick Nolan, was hot and he was gonna slurp that little bad boy down his throat with some Tabasco and lemon juice, baby. And Ian Rush! What about that? I don't really follow what you mean, to be honest. I'm giving you my fucking backstory. Just fucking listen. Why do you want to listen? It's prison. You haven't got anything else on, you twat. Seventeen. It's all right. Your touchdown. Will it start for fans? Dennis Irwin has scored. The prequel to the offensive is here. Only on Patreon. Nolan out. Season one coming in July. Give it a listen. But give us the money first, and then give it. Yeah. Just, so sign up, give me your fucking money. It's nothing, really. It's like $5, you know, and then listen to the show. But don't go fucking whinging that I'm charging you to listen to something now because you've had about fucking... Well, I don't know how many free episodes you've had, but now it's time to line my pockets and shut the fuck... Nolan out. Coming in July, only on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Ashwood City.
The Offensive is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.